Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Maxine Miles is a production of Atypical Artists and iHeartRadio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have a good day. Well, 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 I'll be Maxine Miles. Did your uncle rope you into this? How did you know? Oh, that Joe is always looking out for you. I know he'd want you to be safe. Safe? Well, what with the poor Stevens boy missing, I, I think we're all concerned about our younger citizens. So you don't think he ran away after all? What changed your mind? Oh, well, I wasn't saying that. I just, well, all possibilities are still open, unfortunately. But don't you worry, young lady. You are safe as houses in Hastings. But people have gone missing before, right? People have died? Well, of course. Uh, Death is a part of life, my dear. But people have died suspiciously. I'm not sure what you mean. Hastings is a good town full of good people. Right, yeah. 
I know that, of course. Um, speaking of good people, what, do you know Mr. Beatty? <laughs> of course! Uh, oh. Oh, I see. This is about oh. what happened with his family, I'm guessing. What? What family? No, no. Oh, see you've got some more customers, so I'll just take this big bag of butterscotch and be on my way. Oh, uh, that's, uh... 3.30. Got your exact change right here. Thanks very much, dear. Wait, Mayor Hal... Oh, keep up the good work! <clears throat> Ugh. That guy gives me the creeps. Mayor Howe? He's a big teddy bear. I don't know about that. Well, whatever you think of him, he was in the middle of telling me something that could actually help with Riley, so thanks for that. Don't you think that if Hal knew something, he would have told Mr. Combs already? I thought he gave you the creeps. That doesn't mean I think he's a kidnapper. I just meant... Look, if I tell you something, will you promise not to go all max about it? What does that mean? Like, don't make it into a whole thing that you obsess over. What is it, Jenna? Riley's interview with the mayor for the paper did not go well. Not go well how? I... I don't actually know. All Riley said was that the mayor was mad. Mad about what? Something that Riley found out about, I guess? That's what I mean. I don't think Hal is the perfect civil servant that everyone thinks. I think he's, like, skimming off the top of town funds or something. And if the beloved perma-mayor of Hastings was corrupt? That'd be the biggest scandal this town has ever seen. From Atypical Artists and iHeartRadio, you're listening to Maxine Miles. This is Chapter 4, The Secret Admirer. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So he went out again last night? Yep. But no duffel bag this time? No. 
He went out around 9 o'clock and then was back at 10. Got into his truck, nothing else, drove away and came back. Hmm. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that there's nowhere to go for an hour at 9 p.m. in Hastings. He couldn't have been running an errand because most places close at 8 on Sunday night. Maybe he went to the tavern. Okay, but did he leave exactly at 9 and get back exactly at 10? Uh, give or take two minutes, but yeah, pretty much. It's a ten-minute drive to town from our houses, so that means he would have been at the tavern for... Forty minutes. Doesn't feel right, does it? So, what's next? You'll keep an eye on him? Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm always in the treehouse anyway. I've got nothing else to do. Do you spend every night in there? I mean, I don't sleep in there. Are you sure? I don't sleep in there very much, but (laughs) trust me, if you lived with my family, you'd spend all your time somewhere else, too. Oh, I doubt that. I'd love a house full of people. Things get boring with just me and Joe all the time. Oh, I'd kill for a little boring. And I'd kill to have my parents around. Uh, sorry, I I didn't mean, um... No, it's totally fine. I I don't know why I said that. No, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm sure you miss them a lot. I... Wasn't trying to say that. Yes, of of course I do, but I mean, it's not like you don't love your parents. Of course, yeah, I I, I do. Right, so... So... Uh, sentimental moment over? Is that what passes for a sentimental moment in your book? (laughs) Close enough. Oh, hey, wait, speaking of family, I found something out about Beatty yesterday. (laughs) Only you, Max. Only me what? Only you would leap from your dead parents to an investigation. (laughs) Crap. Sorry. Yeah. I'm seeing the sentimentality thing you were talking about. I don't know how you walk around with a heart that big. Oh, come on, Miles. I'm sorry, okay? I just... I'd say stuff sometimes. Yeah, I know. Tell me what you found out about Mr. Beatty. Okay. So, apparently... Mr. Beatty had a family at one point. What? Mm-hmm. Mayor Howe mentioned something yesterday, and then I tried to ask Joe about it during dinner last night. He wouldn't give me much, but just said it was a tragedy. Something about Beatty having a wife and son, and then... Tragedy? Mm-hmm. Joe wouldn't tell you anything else? He doesn't, uh... He doesn't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. Because, you know. Right. Well, that definitely is interesting. You know, Beatty having a family. A a kid. That's so hard to picture. I told you he wasn't as scary as he seemed. Well, you're also the one who wanted to follow him because you think he's, like, holding Riley captive somewhere. I never said that. I just think it's weird that he's going out at night all the time. We're at the stage of the investigation where all potential leads need to be chased down. Speaking of, I have another. Another what? Potential lead? Jenna said that Riley's piece for the paper may have been a bigger deal than we thought. Bigger deal how? Corruption. Scandal. Something about Mayor Howe. I don't have the specifics yet, but there's something there. You're working the store this afternoon? Yep. Yep. Every afternoon from now until, well, 
until Riley is found, probably. Joe is worried I'm going to do something stupid and dangerous if I'm not occupied. He's not wrong. Shut up. <laughs> That's good, though. You can gather more intel about Beatty. Maybe even Hal. Yeah. You've got math with Theo right now, right? Yeah. Could you see if he knows anything about the official investigation? Uh, I doubt his dad tells him much. But he might have overheard something. I just want to know where they're at. Um, why don't you just ask him yourself at lunch? Because I... Just... Can you help me out for once, Teller? For once? What are you talking about? Just ask him, okay? Ugh, okay, whatever, Max. Thank you. Have a great day. Why does no one know anything about Mr. Beatty? Hi, and welcome to Archer's General. Oh. Hi, Jenna. Lovely to see you too, Maxine. Please don't call me that. We don't have any of the new magazine issues in yet. You'll have to come back tomorrow. That's not why I'm here. Then what are you here for? This. What is this? Just read it. Jenna, is this a a love letter? Why are you giving this to me? Oh my god, Max, it's not for you. Uh, Oh, oh, oh. This is the fourth one I've gotten in the past two weeks. They just show up in my locker. Wow, that's... Creepy, right? I was gonna say romantic. You would. You really don't like getting this kind of stuff? I mean, whoever it is, he clearly really likes you. These are poems, Jenna. Ugh, I know. It's so embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? It's all squishy and sensitive. What's your point? I don't do squishy and sensitive. Ugh, right. I forgot that you and Ross are basically the same person. What do you mean? Nothing. Jenna, why are you showing me this? Because I want to find out who wrote them. Oh. Oh, that's great! What? You like him too, and you want to find out who it is so you can tell him. What? No. That's not what's happening here. I want to find out who it is so I can tell him to stop. Why? If you don't know who it is, how do you know you don't like him? Because I just... I know, okay? I don't have time for all that stuff. Is that why you broke up with Cody? I broke up with Cody because he's a moron and a bully. But yes, that was one of several contributing factors. So, will you help me or not? Oh, uh... Jenna, I mean... Don't you think there are more important things to focus on than some random love notes? Of course there are, Maxine. But neither of us can do anything to help Riley. And before you start, no, you can't, Max. You're 14. I know that you want to help and you like this kind of stuff, but this isn't a fun hardy boys mystery. This is dangerous. 
and I'm doing you a favor by giving you something low stakes to focus all that insane energy on. Oh, is that why you're doing this? To save me from myself? Someone has to, and Ross is too chicken shit to do it himself. What? Besides, I have a curious mind too, and I would like to know who has decided to declare their love for me in the completely infuriating form of anonymous notes. I do not understand how you don't think it's romantic. Maybe he's shy. Maybe he's intimidated by you. Don't you think you should at least just give him a- I think that some people have reasons to hide. And some people are selfish cowards. I have a feeling this guy is the latter. Jeez. Come on, Max. I gave you that intel on Riley's article. The least you can do is- Okay, fine, fine. I get it. I'll help. Things at the store going okay? Yeah, they're fine. It's pretty boring most of the time. It's not exactly the most bustling place in Hastings. Is any place in Hastings bustling? (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It's one of the things I love about this town, actually. I know everyone, and pretty much everyone knows me. There's no getting lost in a crowd. I thought you wanted to run off to New York the moment you graduated. Well, I mean, I want to visit New York. I'd love to go to college there, or Boston, somewhere with, you know, real public transportation and museums, but I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up back here. Yeah, your dad felt the same way. Both your parents, actually. I mean, we may have all scattered to the winds when high school ended, but... The winds eventually blew you back to Hastings. Well, once your mom took a teaching post at Hastings High, your dad was always going to be right behind her. Well, yeah, I think that's how marriage works. Well, no, no. I I mean, she got that job way before they were married. It was right after college, I think. I, I was still at Hastings, actually, in my senior year. And then Mary shows up as the new teacher, and I just knew... I knew my brother would be moving back, too. Yeah, they'd been in love for so long, but the long-distance thing for college, it made it harder, and your dad wasn't going to let that be a barrier anymore. So he came back to Hastings to be with her? Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Hastings to be with you, kiddo. But you like it here okay, right? I mean, I'm not, like, keeping you here. I mean, I can't exactly leave you unsupervised. No matter how grown you think you are. I know that, but just because I'm a minor doesn't mean you had to upend your entire life, just... Max, Max, where is this coming from? I... I don't know. I've just been thinking about family, I guess. Just... generally speaking. And I don't like the idea that you're trapped in this miserable, small-town existence because of me. I am not living in a miserable small-town existence. Like, yes, I moved back here to take care of you, but... See? See? I've ruined your cool city life. But there was never any way I was letting anyone else take care of you. You're my favorite niece, after all. I'm your only niece. Uh, Besides, I found things to like about Hastings. Really? Like what? I'll tell you when you're older. Oh my god, are you dating someone? Ew! Hey now, I'm still a young man. Uh Uh-huh, tell that to your gray hair. Maxine! Someone has to be brutally honest with you. 
I look in the mirror every day. That's enough brutal honesty for me. Mm-hmm. I love my life here with you, Max. I miss your parents every single day. I, I would do anything to get them back, but I'm so grateful to get to have you as my family. Thanks, Joe. Me too. What do you think happened to Riley? I don't know, kiddo. I hope nothing bad, but... Bad things happen sometimes. Yeah, bad things happen sometimes. But so do good things, like dinners with my niece, the Harvest Festival, dogs, falling in love. So you are dating someone. I think that you are. What? I'm not, I'm not dating anyone. Then what was with the note in your backpack? You looked through my backpack? I was putting it on the counter and it fell out. So, who's the lucky guy? Oh my god, no one. Max, you can talk to me about this stuff. It's not for me. What? Oh, did you write it? Oh, I guess I was making assumptions based on the whole boy meets girl perspective in the poem. But if if there's something you want to talk to me about. Oh my god, no, please stop talking. It's Jenna's. It's... She's been getting them in her locker for the past few weeks, and she wanted me to find out who's been leaving them. Oh, uh, got it. She roped you into helping her? <sighs> well, I mean, I am known for being good at solving things. I thought you and her were on the outs. We're... We're... Fine. We're just not best friends anymore. That happens. People grow up. And some people get popular and pretty and become the object of a love letter writer's attention, and some of us don't. Max. Anyway, I should probably start in on my list of suspects so I can interview people at school tomorrow. Max. Thanks for dinner, Joe. These are all of them? For now. Six letters in three weeks. Always left between second and third period, right? Yeah. What classes do you have those periods? Math and then health. Which are right down the hall from each other. Which means you're never passing your locker when you go to health. Unless, well, do you ever go back for any books? No, I usually bring all my morning class books with me and then do a swap over during lunch. So whoever's leaving you these notes must know that. They know your locker is going to be clear between those periods and that you'll go to your locker after third period and before lunch. That's... creepy. I think that depends on who it is. If it's someone with a locker really near yours, then it's possible they're just going to their locker between each period and have just noticed that you're never there. What if it's someone with a locker in a totally different hallway? Then... yeah, it would be a little weird for them to know this much about your movements. Unless they have both math and health with you. Do you share both of those classes with anyone? Uh, yeah, probably like half a dozen people at least. All right, then we'll start there. Write down the names of everyone you share both classes with, and then the names of anyone in the vicinity of your locker who might have caught on to when you're not there. I'll take that list and start to narrow down the suspects based on who likes girls, who's single, and who might write you letters rather than just asking you out. Okay. And then? And then I'll start to interview the suspects. Suspects? Whatever you want to call it. Potential boyfriends? 
Whoever is writing these notes is not a potential boyfriend. You should at least wait to figure out who it is first. Well, come on, start writing. Hey! Hey, Ross. What are you doing here? I thought you had work. Shop closed early for the manager's nephew's birthday or something, so I've got the afternoon off. <laughs> Made any breakthroughs? I think I've narrowed it down to three people. Chad, Ryan, and Carter. What? What would they want with Riley? What? Oh! No, no, sorry, not for Riley. This... This is a thing for Jenna. What? Is this her hit list or something? (laughs) Sort of. She's trying to figure out who's been leaving her love notes. It's not you, right? I mean, your locker isn't near Jenna's, but you are in her math class, so... (laughs) What? Me sending Jenna Ambrose love notes? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was pretty far-fetched. That's why you were eliminated early. Just double-checking. Uh, why is it so far-fetched? I mean, I know you and she aren't best buds anymore, but Jenna's cool. We've always gotten along. Are you saying you like her? No, I'm not saying it. (laughs) I just want to know what's so far-fetched about it. That's all. You romancing Jenna is not what's far-fetched. I get it. She's pretty, she's smart, she's popular. I'm sure there are lots of guys in school who would want to go out with her. But... But the idea of you romancing anyone is a little far-fetched. Oh. I didn't... Well, I, I didn't mean that as a bad thing. Right, right, right. Sorry, did I... I feel like I hurt your feelings. No, you didn't. It's just that you don't seem like the type of person who would write a bunch of love letters. Yeah, I, I get it. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, some people just aren't romantic people. Why do you assume I'm not a romantic person? (laughs) Well, come on, Ross. I mean, you've never asked anyone out. I don't think you've ever had a crush on anyone. Which, again, is is totally fine. Just because I don't go around leaving weird poems in people's lockers or talking about my crushes all the time doesn't mean that I don't have them. Okay, I I just thought... Maybe I'm just waiting for the right moment, you know? Or maybe it's just... Not worth putting yourself out there when you know for certain that the other person doesn't feel the same way. I mean, you know, I get the appeal of staying anonymous. You can test the waters without getting hurt. Yeah, I I guess that's true, but... Wait. How did you know the notes were being left in her locker? What? Oh, uh, you mentioned something about my locker not being close, so I just assumed? I mean, you know, where else would you leave notes for someone? Okay... But you also knew they were poems. How did you know they were poems? What? I didn't tell you that. I... Um... Ross, did you write these notes? What? No, no way. I promise. What? Are you sure? You can tell me. Trust me, Miles. I did not write them. I do not have a crush on Jenna. Okay, then how... You know who does, don't you? You know who has a crush on Jenna! Uh, maybe I do. Yeah. Who? You're not gonna like it. 
Maxine Miles was created by Lauren Shippen and is a production of Atypical Artists and iHeartRadio. This episode is written and directed by Lauren Shippen. Dialogue editing and sound design by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions with editing assistance from Lorianne Davis and Melissa Pons. It featured Jordan Cobb as Maxine Miles, Mike Cefalo as Ross Teller, Ashana Kanekar as Jenna Ambrose, Michael Smallwood as Uncle Joe, and Josh Rubino as Mary Hal. Original artwork by Shane McMullen. For more information about the show, please visit MaxineMiles.com and follow at Atypical Artists on Twitter and Instagram. Maxine Miles is executive produced by Lauren Shippen and iHeartRadio. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you for listening, and keep curious.